Not everyone is going to see the world or even have the same opinions that you do. Whoa. Breathe in and out, and I'll say that again. Not everyone is going to see the world or even have the same opinions that you do. So it is ever so important that we practice tolerance. If we are going to walk down the road on a journey of self-development, and if our goal is to raise our vibration toward overall energetic wellness, if we do not practice tolerance and we have emotional reactions, we will lose that vibration that we work ever so hard to hold for something that may be a reaction of a past association or trauma of ours and not about the person who was the trigger. So in a way, practicing tolerance is like practicing self-love. And as we will hear in this episode, it can even play a part in healing past generations. With our world so divided in a black versus white duality on almost every issue, there are no shortages of opportunities to practice this on a daily basis. The process may be tough, but we are all becoming emotionally buff on this journey together. Thank you for tuning in. Now relax and prepare for our three minutes of stillness that is now at the beginning of our episodes to assist in settling your energy for a deeper experience. Let's journey. Wise with Aaron and Alexander uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness conscious communication and emotional responsibility now take five good deep breaths and enjoy the stillness
In a world where our political climate is so divided, where it's either black or white with no gray, tolerance seems to be a subject that is being lost in the discussion. So, Alexander, what is tolerance within the just philosophy and how can it help us reach overall energetic wellness? Well, I'd like to start with sharing a few similar words like tolerance, compassion, grace, and the separation of these words from like giving your power away or as some dogs, as soon as they enter the dog part, they just roll over and show their belly right away. And so another word is passive. And some people are trained through their families to be passive, to be tolerant in a way that is actually self-destructive. And that normally begins in each individual self. This gets established, like I said, in the most people's childhoods in response to their mother or father or their uh, authority figure, whoever that may be. And a big point of today's podcast is going to be focused on the self and to understand that how we tolerate ourselves, our um, experiences, our decisions, to realize that it is a direct reflection in how we tolerate others is directly connected to kind of how we tolerate ourselves. And so I'm excited about sharing this, uh, this view, and it is just that, just uh, another view. It's not the only view. So as we get deeper and deeper into this, I think we're going to uncover some stuff that can be very useful to, to other people out there, and um, I'm glad that we decided to touch base on this particular topic. Would you also throw the term acceptance into tolerance? I think so. It's, it's a big part, uh, if not one of the most important parts. Many people have issues with that term, acceptance. And once again, acceptance in this work doesn't mean condoning. It doesn't mean approving. But many times, uh, you know, focusing on our individual selves and looking back at the past and maybe where we made a decision that we second guess later in life, going back to one of the first pillars, either everything's in divine order or it's in chaos. And if there is a divine order to everything that is happening here, then accepting our own shortcomings is part of that. Uh, once again, because we, we learn through failure and failure isn't anything negative. It's just an opportunity to learn. And the more tolerance or compassion that we have for ourselves in that, the more we're going to be able to share with others when we're in uh, challenging situations. And every great way shower, whether it's Jesus, Yogananda, Gandhi, many different ones have uh, spoken a lot on the, this subject or, or very similar subjects. And I think it has been challenging for many people to to receive that lesson. And I think that, you know, the term grace uh is a beautiful term and people like feeling that they have grace when when handling others but that direct reflection internal to to really dissect where they aren't graceful with themselves and where they still hold themselves to a certain standard that may have been once again initiated when they were children and expectations that were projected on them so i think this you know, tolerance and acceptance is, uh, of course, an internal 
beginning has an internal beginning. We can use external people and situations to practice this, but hopefully it can be understood that the the idea is to truly get to that internal place and that majority of time when we work on things internally, it changes and helps, of course, the external. Just many people practice it opposite and they will put on a show and show a tolerance for someone's situation or someone's actions, but internally they're holding a friction. They're not really accepting it. And so they will avoid an external frictional situation and just create an internal one. And then that internal one more than likely is just going to create another external one. And that's the vicious cycle that can get caught up into this tolerance. Yeah. And I was just going to ask you, you know, what are the benefits to having tolerance and what happens to ourselves on an energetic level if we don't practice tolerance? And I think you just gave an example of that that has to do with uh, if somebody is passive, but maybe you could speak to more about the energetic part of that if we, in some points, don't practice tolerance. Yeah, and this ties into a recent podcast where we discussed what it means to stand in your power. And standing in your power isn't a forceful action. It is a trust within yourself that even if something externally is challenging you, it's giving you an opportunity to be clear in who you are and what you're about. And this tolerance is, is part of that because when we are able to tolerate a person or a situation with true internal grace and acceptance, uh, it has a different effect than just being passive. Because like I said earlier, that creates an, an internal friction. When, when the soul and the mind isn't in agreement with what is being said or what is going on. So I think that it's, it's important to separate that and to be very um, kind uh, to ourselves and accepting that as we go through shifts, uh, even planetary shifts and helping people to understand, like right now we happen to be in a Mercury retrograde time that lasts approximately three weeks, three times a year is this is where I really step up the tolerance or the, the compassion for people because they're being influenced in ways that most people aren't aware of. They're being tested. Um, uh, computers break down. Plans fall through. Communication just uh, can come to a halt. And if any relationship or any even business situation is trying to resolve something with too much intensity, you will just get more and more pushback. So knowing that Mercury retrograde comes around helps me with that tolerance to just, I call it just take life or people with a grain of salt and realize that they're being agitated in a way that they may or may not be aware of. And once again, that helps me with my compassion pulling that in deeper to realize that if I am struggling with something or running into that friction, that that's the first place to, to stop and to pay attention and to see why am I trying to overcome this? Why am I trying to beat this? Why am I trying to direct this? It ties into being a, in the river of life and choosing to just kind of pick your feet up and float with the river or to have your feet and hands in the river trying to swim upstream or in whatever direction that you want to go. Everyone has the right to do that any way that they want. There's no right or wrong in that. It just comes down to how much energy is being expended. So 
it helps as well to understand that everyone is kind of here for a different purpose and that we can connect and do incredible things together. And this tolerance or compassion is a big part of that because from time to time, we bring people in that challenge us in areas that we need to be expanded in. And this is the beauty of a relationship. So it's what I call equilibrium. It's not about being with someone that you, um, whether this is a family member or intimate partner or even a friendship, many people try to build their so-called tribe just around people that uh, resonate to the same things that they do. But people that are really looking to grow and expand themselves bring people into the tribe that may challenge that a little bit so that this tolerance can be practiced and and expanding on at that point that that compassion that uh, it's not just being just passive and going, oh, well, they just think differently than I do. The, the tolerance or the compassion is that next step to actually be interested to in how they see that and maybe where they got that perception from and in a non-judgmental way. And that's very challenging because anytime two people see things differently, that potential friction is there. And when both parties or at least one party can see that there is some acceptance that needs to happen here. And sometimes time can help with that, that just a few hours away or a day or a week or sometimes years. I've known friendships that that stop talking to each other for years and then they finally get back together and both parties are at a different place and they can see it from different views. And so maybe that was tolerance by just giving each other space and then being able to come back together and respect each other and they may find themselves on more of a similar path presently and possibly even in the past than they realized that they were. I really like that you brought in Mercury Retrograde for this conversation because I do feel that that practicing tolerance during this time is very beneficial, whereas some people may use it to justify certain actions that maybe they do or other people do. So I do like that you brought that up. But the opposite of maybe being passive would maybe be somebody who is uh, speaking their truth to a point where it's almost like an intolerance type of thing. So maybe you can point to the opposite of like being passive, maybe the like, you know, the on the other side, side of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, sometimes uh, there can be justification. That is a term that like really can create uh, lots of issues for people because we do have a tool to be able to justify just about anything in this world um, with our so-called powerful minds. Some people can project that they're being tolerant of a person or a situation to an extent to where they are being pushy, uh, that they're being what could be perceived as aggressive. So the opposite from just rolling over is the need to uh, get a point across. And some people can justify that I'm tolerating you long enough so that you can uh, get what I'm saying. And that is very rarely going to, to work out because there is a resistance energy there. And the more that that secondary person starts to feel that, uh, they just feel the pressure. And that pressure creates uh, a resistance or pushback. Toleration can be used 
and like I said, similar to justification, that a means to an end. Well, I'll tolerate this job until I get this promotion. But anytime toleration is happening without that grace, without that compassion, without that acceptance, it is creating an internal friction. And the unfortunate thing is many people that have like that just tolerate their jobs, whether it's for the money or for the, the clout or the fame or whatever it is, the family is who pays the price for that because we typically hurt the ones that we love the most because we trust that they're going to be there. So the unfortunate thing is many people that are career or goal oriented, um, they will tolerate a lot in the external world and then bring it home and take it out on the children or the beautiful loved ones. And this is the training that happens that I was talking about earlier in childhood. And so it can make either someone less tolerant of people around them, or it can make them very, very passive to where they just roll over and they don't ever stand in their power. So I have a list here of different areas of our lives where we tend to practice tolerance or we have the opportunity to practice tolerance. So I'm going to read off uh, some individual ones and I, and I want you to go one by one and, and give me an example or, or a discussion. We can have a discussion around this sort of thing. So the first one is yourself. So I, I feel that uh, tolerating yourself goes a long way into how you will eventually tolerate other people in there. And we've talked about this a lot where, where if you respect other people and their viewpoints, then you will have more respect for yourself. So let's, let's talk about that. How about yourself? Yeah, and I think that you know, that's something that I've worked on a whole lot over many, many years um, especially people that go into the world of service at whatever level that is, there's a passion that comes with that. And many times we can uh, fail in areas that we don't realize because our intention is pure. We want to make sure that that intention like gets across and that can sometimes feel forceful. And I know that I've been guilty of that in the past. I, have, of course, justified it as communication that, hey, I want to communicate and I want to be able to for us to be able to see each other's points of view clearly and explain each other's points of view. But everybody's not interested in the same level of explanation. Everybody's not interested in the same level of words. So, see, even this subject of toleration is a very wide and vast subject. And we do need to accept that it is an individual thing. So the way that I choose to use tolerance is that as soon as something is said or happens in my environment that creates the beginning of an emotional reaction, which normally always begins in my solar plexus typically, and it just feels like a tightening. When I can recognize that that tightening begins, I know that and accept that I'm not seeing everything clearly. I'm seeing things through emotional goggles, so to say. So the first tolerance is, is not to react negative in any way or sometimes not to react at all. Go inward to see what this is about because more than likely what has happened is that person has just brought up an issue that uh, hasn't been completely healed from the past. And it's important that everyone realize that, that many times what is happening in the present is just the teacher or the messenger for things that still need to be cleaned up from the past. There's nobody's uh, so-called right to dictate what that is. I have clients that come to me to ask for help in that, 
and we can dissect that. But in family situations, in personal relationships, that can be very, very challenging. And this is why sometimes it can help to have a, a third party. I like to be able to suggest like even the cards uh, as far as reports go is kind of like a neutral uh, third party. If both parties agree that with that science, you know, some people go to their ministers or preachers. Uh, there's many different counselors or that type of thing that people can get that kind of neutral third party view. But once again, those third parties don't always have uh, enough of the variables or details to maybe see that as deeply as needed. So this is why I think that the tolerance is truly an inside job and to be willing to, you know, not let yourself get comfortable in any position or any view and to basically look at toleration as being an acceptance of many different ways, of many different views And understanding that even when you accept someone's view, that doesn't have to necessarily change your view. There's just an acceptance there that sometimes, you know, just because one person's colorblind and another person isn't, and the person that's not colorblind sees this all these beautiful ray of colors and the other person sees it in more of a gray, it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. They're just seeing it differently. But if they can get away from the specifics and focus on the generality of the topic or the object, they can still enjoy that together rather than bickering about what color it is, per se. And our, our perceptions and our emotions clouds that uh, very, very much. And so, you know, there is a call for compassion, for, for tolerance, and for standing in your power. And But once again, standing in your power has nothing to do with anything forceful. It is an inner knowing. And those that do know who they are uh, handle these challenges that other people bring toward them much better. And every now and then, every master, whatever level that person thinks they are, will be challenged. Life is funny and humorous like that. Um, And every time that someone thinks that they have reached a certain level, uh, life has a way to bring a situation or a person in to kind of um, test that tolerance, if you will. Next is family. And of course, there are many dynamics within family. There's the uh, sibling relationship. There's the parent-to-child relationship. So what are some ways that we are tasked to practice tolerance within our families? This is one of the most challenging areas, I feel. There's not many people that I run into that feel like they had a, a so-called good childhood. Almost everybody was challenged. They experienced some lack somewhere, and maybe they f- experienced uh, too much forcefulness in another area. And so the point is, in all of that, not to feel like a victim, but to see that you can uh, rise above all of that and that when we're able to see these people such as our parents or siblings as our true teachers to help us to remember possibly who we've been or where we've come from. And this is exactly how I use some of my siblings that when I get around them, I'm able to stay in this tolerance and gratitude because I see me and things that I've moved past in them. And rather than looking down or judging them on that, I thank them for still holding on to that so-called old family lineage to remind me that it's, it's just around the corner. Don't 
don't get too um, passive in your thinking of advancement here. They're beautiful reminders. And so all those teachers that are teaching us, you know, what not to do is potentially, of course, as important, if not more important than the people that are teaching us what to do. And that was a great teaching from one of my uh, favorite teachers, Sam, that when he changed my view of that and I was looking for a guru or a teacher and thought I may have to go to India, and this was about 20 years ago, and he simply said, um, stop seeking the ones to teach you what to do and pay attention to all the ones around you that teach you what doesn't work. And you never run out of that if you can stay out of judgment. Assessment and judgment are two separate things. Assessment carries compassion, carries tolerance. And judgment is when somebody thinks that they're separate from the situation. So when I have a brother that shows me something that doesn't work with a child or a grandchild or even his wife, see, sending that compassion and that love and that gratitude can actually have an effect on that person to help them to stop doing that. But when you go to them and you say, hey, you need to knock that off, man. You need to quit doing that. Many times that's just going to create more resistance. So another aspect of tolerance is sometimes tolerating yourself to not act because it's not the right time, the right person, the right subject, the right duration. Tolerance being that, that very wide subject, as we have discussed, that, um, that it can go in many, many different directions. So one of my biggest teachers in the last year, people on social media. Mm. So I was talking about uh, how we can utilize that for practicing tolerance. Yeah, and many people um, hide behind social media, and it is so popular, and many so-called friendships are developed through this method. And, you know, I think I have a, you know, a general understanding that there is a, a certain protective mechanism there. There's a screen between you, and, and you can just get up and walk away from the computer if you're getting too heated. But the thing is, is a lot of people don't uh, practice tolerance, and they will react and uh, respond very quickly on social media. And that stuff spreads like wildfire. Again, it tolerance can be practiced to be ignited, whether that be emotionally um, or mentally or, or even spiritually. Practice that how you respond rather than react. The, the ways that some people are able to like walk away from social media, walk away from their computer, can be practiced that in a loving situation, sometimes the proper thing to do is to, to communicate enough to just say, hey, we need to take some time here. We need to tolerate each other and respect each other uh, in a loving way, even if we're not agreeing right now. And that's, that's very, very important. And for some people, that's excruciating to do, especially if they come from a family that would just uh, avoid situations. And then they are scared that it won't ever get resolved. And many families operate in that way where they just sweep things under the rug and act like it's never there. So then that, that child can want to talk about it right then in the heat of the moment uh, when, the, when all the friction is there because their experience earlier in life was that things just got dropped and swept under the rug and was never resolved. So however we're looking at ourselves and ass- assessing ourselves around this subject, you know, please reflect back to your childhood and see if you are practicing a pattern 
that is either familiar to you that you were taught or that if you're on an extreme to where you're in a an opposite reaction either one of those you're being dictated by your experience which was limited to uh, your growth at that time at whatever age that that situation went down so looking inside and being willing to be honest with ourselves uh, accept these situations from our past to realize that that's not who we have to stay uh, it's who we've been taught or developed to be and that all of this work is about unbecoming who you have basically been guided to be to find your authentic selves. And this is what we enjoy helping people to discover that authenticity. Next is uh, politics, what I brought up at the beginning. I feel like there's there's the uh, polarity versus duality in play here. And, and with politics and people on social media, it's vastly different from yourself and family because you can step away. You don't have to engage with this. So, But it is a good tool for practicing tolerance. So so how would you want to talk about that? Uh, how would we utilize politics to practice tolerance? Yeah, and this is a, you know, a tricky part of this discussion because um, you know the media uses politics to uh, kind of pit people against each other and put out views out there that are strong to create reactions. Although everyone has their limit of what they can take in, what needs to be remembered is that uh, it's better to, to go get clear on how you really feel about a subject and whatever has come to you through mass media or politics is really just the teacher to show you that hey, you may have a little bit of an issue around race, racism here, or you may have a little bit of an issue around equal rights. And rather than wasting all your energy on projecting that out into the world to take that internal and to ask the whys why of why am I allowing this to affect me this way? And then you may get into once again reflecting and seeing that, well, your father influenced you this way or your mother or both of them or siblings because normally there is influence that has gone on that needs to be broken. I saw it in my family that my brothers carried on buying the same kind of truck that my father did. They carried the same political views that my father did. And there was a lot of this stuff that was training that, that they defend as that's who they are. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. All I'm suggesting is to look internal and for those that truly want to be your authentic selves, to look at both the so-called good influences and the so-called bad influences and to see how that's really helping you at this particular time of your life. And this is uh, ties into that tolerating yourself. And a lot of judgments that a person has about themselves is things that they don't like or appreciate that they want to change but maybe they haven't yet, or maybe they thought they had, and this is still coming up. So bringing that full circle around to say that the tolerance really starts with the self, and forgiveness is a big part of this. And when we forgive and let go of judgment, then tolerance and compassion and grace is much more acceptable, accessible, I should say. So I have animals on the list, but I guess maybe you could throw children in there, not that they're you know, the same, but, but the, the frequencies, the, the energy from them and how we should view them and treat them is kind of similar. And I know, I, I feel like this should be one of the easiest 
places to practice tolerance or the easiest to tolerate because we don't hold them to a higher, a high enough standard as we do other adults in this world. But I know I struggle with animals when my cats get wild and they start running around tearing up stuff. I tend to lose some of my tolerance for it because <laughs> I get I emotionally react to it because I do like my quiet and peace. Uh, so maybe you can talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, I think that the important thing here is, uh, you know, starting off with the animals and children are extremely intuitional and energetically sensitive. And this is where I urge people to really practice this. <laughs> the funny thing about raising children is lots of people get to raise themselves. And I work with clients with this, that they have problems with their uh, child, maybe how they're acting up at school or deserving issues or something like that. And invariably, when I ask the parent, you know, do you feel like you carry any of those traits? They will kind of begrudgingly ad admit it. And slowly, as we talk about that subject more and more, they can bring more in more of that tolerance, more of that compassion, because they can remember the pill that they were when they were growing up. And when you can say, you know, you can help your child by helping that little girl or that little boy that you were at that time by sending your mother and father maybe some compassion or if they're still alive to call and just say, hey, thanks for, you know, dealing with me. Um, now I'm getting a dose of my own medicine. And this is that internal reflection, even if you don't have kids, to be able to just use your imagination and say, oh, if I was in a similar situation, you know, with a child, many people want to focus on what they would do differently. But that's only because of the experience that they've had. If you go into that kind of from a more compassionate standpoint and you realize maybe where the parents were financially, uh, how they had been treated when they were a child, uh, those types of, of issues, it can help to bring that compassion in a little bit more. And once again, it doesn't justify that what their actions were just okay or good. It's just part of that acceptance of every human being is limited due to everything that's going on in their life. And all of that should be put into account. So as we practice accepting ourselves uh, these exercises of whether it's a child, whether it's an animal or whether it's imagination can help us to bring in some of that softness again uh, for those even that we feel like have uh, treated us poorly or wrong. Yeah. And I did want to reflect back on what you just said, because I feel like that's so powerful that just by uh, looking at yourself and how you were as a child and then like you said, contacting your parents just to say thank you. So you're not only healing yourself, but you're healing like your past generation. Because I'm sure, you know, maybe there's a lot of guilt on how your parents raised you or, you know, there, there can be around those types of subjects. So just saying thank you goes a long way into, you know, their, their healing. Yeah, because many times when we show gratitude in that way and compassion, it gives them an opportunity to apologize or to potentially explain. Uh, anytime someone doesn't feel attacked, they're more likely to share. Even when your intention is not to attack, your word selection can do that. And this is something that recently has come up uh, even at a different level for me that, that I continue to look at because my intention is never ever to to hurt or talk down to anyone on the planet, but I still accept 
that that's going to happen from time to time. I can continue to work and get better at that. And I thank all the people that, that are here to help me to do that. And there are just some things that, um, that as we work on in our life in this self-development work, that is just more like a chop wood, carry water type issue that is an ongoing theme throughout one's life. It's not something that you necessarily master or should be trying to master, but it's more like an ongoing process. And the beautiful thing about life is it will normally attract the people or the situations in uh, that we need. And those of us that resist and maybe run at the first altercations miss an opportunity to for a lot of growth. And, you know, uh, kind of a point that ties into this is the subject of love is, are you able to love something that isn't doing exactly what you want it to, when, when you want it to, how you want it to? And that is, you know, an aspect of love that sometimes I think people uh, miss and they can get focused on just especially in this day and age of there being so much talk about manifesting and creating your own world and that, and many people can get confused with that verbiage and just be chasing what they think they want. But as I suggest, there's always a cost. There's always a cost. And if you're just willing to at least look at the cost, then that's a step beyond just chasing what you want. And I happen to feel that if you're willing to just look at that that cost, many times that will resolve the situation to where you don't have to go through the complete physical experience of it because there is something to humility and when um, that divine energy can sense that. And so I do feel that things can be resolved in an internal way to where they don't always have to be exhibited in a physical experience. And just to bring it back to what I prefaced before, I think that every time we connect with somebody, we do create almost like this third-party energy or or we put energy on the grid that, that is only between us. And when we do reach out with gratitude, it kind of opens that up to be healed and, and emptied so that there isn't this, this, ener- this energetic static there. Uh, you know, and, and some people may not even realize that it exists, but it does exist. And, and I would go back to something, uh, an experience that I had on social media that I discussed uh, many, many episodes ago, which was I was having a conversation with somebody in a group about some sort of like conspiracy and uh, they disagreed. And so I was like messing with them through gifts, like kind of like mocking them in a way. And, and I, my, my intention was pure, but, but then I could see that I was affecting him and uh, I didn't really like it. And I walked away, I went to take a shower and I just, I just felt bad in my, in my stomach. It was telling mm-hmm. me like it didn't feel right. I had created this weird energy between the two of us and I went back and I apologized to him and it was like that whole third-party energy just cleared out, or if you want to envision it, uh, sometimes I, I, like I do, on a grid, it's just sitting there, it was just emptied out, and then we were able to just see and respect each other on a whole new level, even though I have no idea who he is or anything like that. Sure. But it's like we, we bonded there just by being, just by having gratitude or, or just being vulnerable with each other. Yeah, and I think that, once again, on the social media, sometimes that's where people start um, because there isn't as much intimate, uh, energy connected and cords that have been developed. And so wherever you're at, start there. If it is 
potentially an issue you have directly in your family and then start there if it's a situation you come across with social media just wherever you're at practice there and um, life provides all the opportunities really that we need if we pay attention to what's being presented many times goals and um, uh, career plans or anything that is something that takes so much of the attention We've talked about uh, whatever you focus on creates a void somewhere. That's the way energy works. And so you always want to be careful of wherever you're focusing to make sure that the things that's really important to you aren't falling into that void. And many times that can take just sitting with it and looking at it from a different perspective or asking someone a different perspective. And that can help with this tolerance and compassion. So in closing, what processes, pillars, or any tools that we've discussed previously would help someone practice tolerance? Well, the very first thing is I would like to suggest is the breath. I am a fan of starting off to practice, just take a breath before responding to anybody or any situation. And sometimes you may need a few breaths. So acknowledge to the other person Uh, I'm really interested in communicating this properly, so can you just give me a few moments or can you give me a day to get back with you? Some basic just communication things. The next thing is really getting sensitive to your emotional reactions and understand as we project in this work that our emotional reactions are our responsibilities to manage and to heal. And that as long as we have some healing that is to be done in there, we are going to attract people in, as we talked on our episode of roles. We're going to attract people and situations in to bring that stuff up. We can't get away from our lessons, so to say. So, you know, in the beginning, just starting off with some very basic stuff like that, like recognizing that your breathing pattern is changing or your heart is starting to race a little bit, that's a good sign that some emotions are are attaching to the situation. And that then the acceptance comes in that, you know, this is something that I need to work on and to practice not projecting that onto that other person because that projection is such a almost an automatic response that's taught in our culture to project right away, to be defensive and what we're talking about today with tolerance and compassion is not carrying a shield, not, not feeling like you have to wear armor, but just being comfortable in who you are and accepting that whether it was the greats like Jesus, Gandhi, Yogananda, Maharishi, all these different ones, they were all challenged. And it's all in that grace of how they handle that challenge. We can utilize our close proximity relationships to help us to be great pillars out in the world and for it not to be uh, a facade or a show, but actually authentic because working in that family unit or people where we're vulnerable is where the the meat of the work can really happen. And that can make the external world um, a whole lot easier and less challenging to deal with. We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. 
The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings, as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T. P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y dot com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment and sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.